Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Richard Lennon, pharmacist and partner owner of Davie Street Discount Pharmacy located in Hobart, Tasmania. Welcome, Richard. Hi, Scott. Thanks Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, pleasure. So, Richard, for the benefit of our listeners today, um, how long have you been a pharmacist? And I guess, who is Richard Lennon? Well, Scott, I've been a pharmacist for 21 years. I graduated from the University of Tasmania in 98. Worked for a couple of years in a suburban retail pharmacy before moving out to New Norfolk in the Duant Valley, which is about 45 minutes drive from Hobart up the Duant River. In 2006, I joined as a partner with uh, Katie and Paul McNamara, and we continued at that location. In 2014, we got a pharmacy, purchased a pharmacy in the CBD of, of Hobart, and that was a, a relocation and we've been building that site up for the last uh, six years. I also, I have three wonderful kids and beautiful wife and yeah, we enjoy life in general. Life in Tasmania and you mentioned just prior to starting this uh, conversation that you're, you're heading out shortly on a bit of a wilderness camping trip into the uh, Tasmanian bush. That's right, we enjoy a bit of with a bit of camping in the caravan and get out as, as often as we can, which is not as much as I would like, but but it is it is good fun. We're we're lucky down here. We've got lots of beautiful spots to see and really enjoy that the camping side of things. Oh, cool. So, um, Richard, when you and I first started chatting about the Pharmacy View podcast episodes, and I enticed you to come on board, you. You know, referred to a term that I had never heard before. I guess to a point I've tried to Google it, but I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's a it's a Richard Leninism. But I actually really like it, and uh, so it's it's yours. And the, the term is auto magic tech, and this really obviously had me intrigued. So uh, I guess on the premises of today's uh, technology and pharmacy podcast episode, talk to us about Richard Lennon auto magic tech. Yeah, so it's just something I I made up. I'm I'm a, the the IT guy at work and I, it's something that I've sort of coined when I try and do little, little things in the background just to make the day-to-day running of the business and in terms of the technology side of things a bit easier for for the team and it's things as simple as you know we rather than the paper-based faxes we have an, an e-fax now with our e-fax we have that set up to for all those e-faxes to automatically go into our a folder in our Dropbox. And that will actually really streamline the process of, of actually searching out faxes because then 
we can just simply link to that that folder on on every desktop and they're all time and date stamped and we can rename simply rename those files which then actually indexes all our faxes and so like you look over the last sort of nine months with COVID, the you know most pharmacies, I'm sure the listeners uh, would understand what I'm talking about here. But we're getting like 50 plus faxes a day, scripts, things like that. So I can't imagine what it would be like, sort of shuffling through 50 pieces of paper trying to find you know, that script that the customer wants. So this way we've got all our faxes just automatically going into one of our Dropbox folders. Yeah, so it's great. We, you know, as soon as we see them coming in, we can just rename them with the patient name and then it's fully indexed. So we can just search that up using the just a basic search in the windows explorer so right. yeah, yeah it and, and really I, well for us yes and, and i guess to a point if, you, if you're getting faxes in from i'm um, assuming aged care facilities and doctors facilities they're coming in almost in a bit of a standard template and and does the platform efax pick that up for you and does it automatically allocate them to or does it drop it into a, a drop the drop box and then you need to actually allocate them out yeah so by default i mean there is a like say with eFax, which is probably one of the bigger providers, um, but I'm sure there's others out there. They obviously have a portal where you can log in and it's kind of like an email type portal where you've got your inbox and you can send. But for me, you know, that's a bit clunky. You know, you require your staff to know logins and passwords and, and that's kind of where things tend to to get a bit challenging for, for some staff. But with this, function what it's actually doing is part of efax you can actually shoot your incoming faxes to email and then from email we're using a product and this is where the order magic comes in that actually picks up okay here's a email from efax and it automatically sends that to to dropbox or google and there's a couple of web-based products out there there's the Zapier, which is Z-A-P-I-E-R. Yep. And another really big one is If This Then That, which they summarise as I-F-T-T-T. And, yeah, so that just looks at your, monitors your, your emails and and sends them, you know, to, to any additional app. So I've just got it set up to send it to, to our Dropbox folder. And yeah, then from there, it's it's a fairly standardised file format, just a PDF. Yes. And it's just time and date stamp, but we just just can just rename that file. You know, for example, with just a junk fax, we just put junk, and okay. or if it's <laughs> if it's an actually important script, we can put the patient's name. But um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, so, and I guess the, the other two advantages of that is that um, you're not dealing with an old fax machine that's, um, you know, printing out a piece of paper with a you know, big black line halfway through all the vital information, which I know historically is correct. But secondly, you're also not using paper, you know, yeah. which is, is a resource is not limpless, as we know. So yeah. uh, I'm really pl- kind of pleased to hear that from that point of view. And, and again, the, uh, the, the company that, uh, you know, sponsored this, 
podcast series, Shopfront Solutions, actually, again, very tech-based, um, but they also have a, a platform where, you know, from their uh, customer subscriptions, they actually support the planting of trees. So uh, so really kind of good from that point of view that, that you're looking at processes that remove that paper side of things, and, and you're really using the tech and the screens that are in front of you, aren't they? Yeah, that that's exactly right, and it, it makes just that that side of things so much more or so less stressful because there's nothing worse than, you know, the patient coming in two weeks after the fact and they're like, oh, the doctor, you know, faxed the script. Um, you know, I couldn't, as I said before, I couldn't imagine trying to, to manage the reams of paper coming out of the fax machine. So this is just a great, simple, simple way of, of, sort of organizing and making that whole process a bit more efficient, but... efficient yeah not not losing pieces of paper so and again i'm imagining that that this is just a you know prelude to the e-script which we might talk a little bit later on about but yes. for the moment this is this is how life is this is faxes coming in on a daily basis and you set up to 50 faxes i, I like and i might do a bit more research after that i hadn't heard of the, that platform if this then that yeah but, but i'm imagining as it's read it's as simple as that if this comes in with this, then this is this is what it does. This is what you Correct. need to do with it kind of thing. And that's so. pretty much how Zapier works as well. And with again, with the whole COVID and the new legislation coming in about the digital images, we're actually able to integrate emails coming in as well. So I can, using, you know, tags on or labels on our, on my Gmail G Suite, email I'm able to actually tag up or label up emails coming in from doctors surgeries and actually have those go into the, the same Dropbox so we've got a, a one folder that actually has our faxes and our scripts coming in by email which just yes. makes it simple for staff because again if you can imagine if they're like ah oh, well the doctor emailed this script so now you know you've got to log into your email you've got to flick through thousand yeah. ads and and spam and find yes. that email this is actually just using the power of labels on on your gmail yes. you can tag up all those scripts and and then the automatic stuff in the background the zapier is going ah oh, there's a script and it's sending it to to Dropbox. Dropbox. So, yeah. So do you yeah. is it is it the one Dropbox then or have you got multiple Dropbox for, for different We just use the one but it can be Dropbox, it can be Google Drive, it, you know, it yep. can it can send it to any sort of online storage and and you know obviously you've got to be careful with with the security and 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 that element of things but yes. um, yep. as you said, you know, hopefully in the not too distant future um the e-scripts will sort a lot of this out for us. So. Oh, that's good. So your auto magic tech I've listened is that there's a platform called Zapier, which mm. listeners could have a look at. Dropbox, I think most people would know about. Gmail and G Suite, most people would know about. Efax, I think, has been around for a while. But I liked what you were saying is that you can actually tag it or to identify things coming in on the facts that, that are of kind of importance or priority or script-based or doctor. Or Correct. And it takes the yeah. attachment and sends yeah. the attachment to, to your designated yeah. Dropbox or Google Drive, Drive folder. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And on a personal level, I also use, you know, the Zapier for things just like, you know, you can have a, a Google Sheet there and type in all my appointments and it will automatically 
sync those straight into my calendar. So if I'm doing a big bulk entry sale basketball training for my son, I can just yes. pencil them or write them all into into the Google Sheet. Yes. And then it quickly syncs that across to my calendar. So like pretty limitless. Like I probably only scratched the surface of of what of what a product like that the Zapier can do. And I'm can sure do, yeah. people out there in, in in the tech world probably utilize it a, a lot more than me. But I just find it's a great little thing that saves a bit of time and makes yeah. life a bit easier. Easier. Yes. And again, I mean I'm I'm would imagine that there's a little bit of initial setup to do this, but once it's set up, it's actually about efficiency in the way you operate both your work and home life. Uh, yeah, which exactly. is which is getting a, a nice balance and, and working really well. So that's yeah. great. And and then the other platform which people could look into is if this then that. Uh, and again, yeah. I hadn't heard of that one before. But and your point before about you know you, you're sure that other tech people you know use platforms more fully. I'm I'm not actually convinced about that these days, Richard. I I've just um, purchased or upgraded my mobile phone to a, a Samsung Galaxy and I'm loving it. But I mean, there's so many apps and platforms on it. I'm actually not sure which one to use. So I'm I'm going probably back to the bare basics. And I think that by nature, human nature is what people are about, is that yeah. you've got a, an, an outcome or a solution that you're looking for and you and you probably to a point Google or search an easy solution. But again, you've, you've highlighted um, two platforms here today that I'd never heard of. So, and again, potentially the listeners haven't heard of either. So that's great. Yeah, well, like the, the If This Then That's a simple app that you can, like anyone can download onto their phone and got... You know, one of the simple ones I've got set up is, you know, you miss a phone call, it pops something, it pops a little note in your calendar that, oh, you've missed this phone call. So it's kind of linking things that aren't normally linked. And, you know, there's lots of little, you can flick through. They, and same with Zapier, they provide you with some templates or you can create your own links, uh, your own customised links, uh, between different various apps and services. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. That's a look, and that's some great information there. And and again, um, you're right. I, yeah, there was a day not too long ago where you know you could easily see if you'd missed a phone call or you had a, a message sitting there. But these days, there's so many apps and notifications popping up on your phone, you don't necessarily see it. So if mm-hmm. if incoming phone calls is actually important, then prioritizing that or at least getting a a calendar reminder or notification. Hey you had a missed call, you know, as, as a reminder, I think that's actually a great outcome as well. It's 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 probably another little bit of noise, but again, as an individual, you're going to prioritise what's important for you, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can adjust it to, to your own own life and yeah. what what's important to you, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah from that perspective. Yeah. Well, as I said, I, I know even just um, loading up the new phone, it's taken me three days just to turn all the notifications off. And an IT friend of mine said, well, you couldn't just turn them all off and then work out which ones you want on. But uh, I guess, again, you don't know what you've got until it's kind of popped up in front of you, So, uh, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Richard, that's been really good. And again, I might go and do a bit of research on those, and I'm sure a couple of our listeners will as well. So it could, could even be at some stage later this year, we, we might have another chat about, you know, just specifically those those platforms or products but um, moving on to one of the other things that we discussed was your transition as many pharmacies had to do through these um, 2020 to an e-commerce platform so did did you originally have an e-commerce platform or is this something that you've now introduced which one did you go with and 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 what's the transition been like yeah so originally when we 
moved one of our pharmacies up to our new location in Davie Street. We that was in 2014, and part of that whole planning process were like, okay, we've got to have a website. So we we did put put a website up at that point in time, but it was just a basic, almost like a, a business card. So you just had a place to to you know so we had that web presence but for us it was about an extension of our brand because even back then you know we were starting we were aware about the whole omni channel of having an online presence but also realistic that you know primarily for us it was about the the bricks and mortar and when we sort of originally set up our new location we had the three our three pillars of value convenience and advice and the the website was probably about reflecting that and but originally it had no e-commerce sort of element to it it was really just an information based we had a few health topics and things like that but it was primarily just us uh, that source of information. So, about two years ago, our or a year ago, our dispensing and software vendor Z Software sort of sent out an email saying, "Hey, we've we've got this partnership with e-commerce provider called Storby, and and it really uh, piqued my interest because what they were saying is that it fully integrates with your your back office. So one of the issues or concerns I always had as a small independent pharmacy was the whole, you know, how do you manage the stock on hand across two databases? And, you know, the last thing you want to do is have someone do a click and collect and then they rock up and, you know, another customer had bought the product earlier that day and it, and it's out of stock. So Yes. Yep. Yeah, when the so yeah that that was about a year ago and we sort of went through the stages of getting that all set up and and then during this process COVID hit and so we rapidly pulled the trigger to get that all set up so and and online so and and what's the customer uptake like like been like is I'm assuming having you know invested into this you and the team talk to your customers about that as a service option that's right it was a bit of a, a soft launch for us you know and it, it's really just was about offering that service particularly during the initial covid lockdown yes and yeah it hasn't you know we're not doing a huge amount of sales but you know that's not what it was about for us it was about offering that convenience where customer can sit at home and and do their click and collect so you know we're getting a few orders a week but it's it's something we can build on and importantly the the integrations there so our stock on hand our pricing it's it, it's all fully integrated and, and syncs with the the e-commerce website and the store every few minutes so you, you're not going to have those embarrassing situations where you're out of stock of products providing you know you're keeping your local database up to date with stock taking etc and I guess to a point, it's it's one thing again over my time in pharmacy, stock takes used to be not not so much a bit of a bugbear, but it was certainly a chore in many cases. And as you've said, the advent of click and collect, click and delivery, online e-commerce really is forcing you to maintain that really clean database, isn't it? 
yeah, it's, it's very important. You don't want to have that situation where where someone comes in and you can't can't deliver on the product. So we're we're still learning though, but it's certainly um, you know, critical, I think, to to having that e-commerce platform is platform. to ensure that yeah, yeah, that's nice and, and accurate from a yeah. pricing and stock on hand perspective. Yeah, so and look, that uh, probably raises two points for me for a quick discussion. One of the things that I uh, spend a lot of time when I'm uh, consulting to pharmacy businesses or coaching pharmacy managers is really being aware of your online presence. And I uh, did an interview or podcast episode a couple of weeks back with uh, Aaron D'Souza, who's currently with uh, Guildlink. And one of the things that he highlighted to me is, you know, Google my pharmacy or Google myself. And again, for listeners out there, if you haven't done this recently, I think it's really important. But uh, Richard, you know, compliments to you. And, and as I also mentioned, the, you know, a little bit of coaching was that when I Googled Davy Street Discount Pharmacy, you know, your, your presence to me actually seemed quite strong. So for anyone listening today, Google your pharmacy and see what pops up. And then if you wanted a good comparison, Google Davy Street Discount Pharmacy and, and just see what the, the team there have done. But also, as I said, you know, Google your name. When I Googled Richard Lennon, it turns out at some point in time you've been a Catholic priest, Richard, from what I could see, but obviously a long-distant cousin in some way, shape or form. But when I did find you, there was a couple of really good pictures of you and Sam, and then obviously your LinkedIn profile came up. So again, for anyone listening today in the that's interested in this kind of online presence, yeah, Google your yourself and Google your business and see what customers are seeing when they Google your business from that perspective. But I guess the second part to that was too, and again, I've just finished an article for the Guild in the Know magazine, and I think one of the things that pharmacies need to really do with this is make sure that they've got someone in the pharmacy that is dedicated to the online customer. And, and how have you found that from your perspective? Like, is it is it become that priority that you need it to be, or does it sometimes get forgotten? How are you managing the online communications? It's a challenge, you know, keeping on track of all the various communications coming in, whether it's email or Facebook messengers and MedAdvisor. So it's, it certainly is a, a challenge keeping on top of that. But, you know, you just do what you have to do. And, you know, it goes back to the some of the auto magic things that can, that can help. <laughs> but, yes. Yes. but you yeah. do have to certainly keep on, on top of things, that's that. for sure. Yeah, and look, I, I used the analogy in this article that I've just written around, you know, if you think sometimes your customers get a bit impatient when they're in your pharmacy waiting for a script to dispense, wait till you uh, have to deal with them in an online presence because, you know, you use, and I use the Uber Eats as the example, you know, I, I could go on here, I can search a menu, I can place an order in seconds, I can pay for it within the minute, and then the next thing I know, I can actually track when it leaves the uh, the vendor and, and how long it's going to be before I actually get to eat kind of thing. Now, I'm not suggesting that pharmacy you know, has to be at that level, but I am certainly aware that pharmacy groups are working really hard to get to that level. And again, the latest I heard last year was that you know the, the two-hour delivery window in Melbourne Metro, for example, is going to become a standard. So I guess my coaching there to anyone listening today is, if you've got an online presence, make sure Richard you use some of Richard's auto magic and, and make sure that there's someone or something is responsible for that online customer because if they're not going to get that kind of immediacy of experience, then you potentially run run the risk of losing them as a customer. So uh, 
Yeah. So, Richard, in terms of the the transition with the um, e-commerce platform, how, were there any challenges that you had to kind of work through? I, I, I know I've certainly yeah. heard of the Storby platform, and it's not about yeah. whether it's well, a good or bad platform. It was just more the transition in for you and your team. Yeah, I think as you just pointed out, it's it's about being aware. So you've got to update your, your systems. You know, something as simple as you know, just just have your your dashboard open for your e-commerce, and you're checking that multiple times a day i mean it has notifications but you know it's a, it's a fairly raw product that we're dealing with so the our software vendor is still sort of developing it so we've only got one computer that actually has the notifications that oh, you've had a e-commerce purchase so at the moment it's just adapting and updating our systems to make sure you know we're checking checking regularly to make sure we don't miss the sales particularly it's not so bad if it's uh, something to post but if it's a click and collect you know you really want to make sure it's ready it's a bit like your your med advisor or your, your guild link you know if, if a script comes through you know you want to make sure you have it ready when the customer comes in and i think it's the same with a, a click and collect but um you know i think e-commerce in general it's about you know, complementing the, the bricks and mortar. And I think pharmacy, you know, that those personal relationships are still very critical. And so, but we do need to, to make sure we have that online presence because a lot of the time, you know, people might be researching at home and before they come into the pharmacy. And if so, if you don't have that online presence, you're just going to be totally missed off the radar. So... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a no, really important aspect. All right, so so generally speaking, you are on track to put some kind of an e-commerce platform in anyway as part of your business plan. COVID activity last year actually sped that up and it seems to be running okay, but, but now's the opportunity to actually use your auto magic to really kind of streamline that process as more and more customers because it's, it's very evident, although I know you're still very protected in Tasmania and I hope you continue to be so, but it's very evident that, you know, this whole uh, global pandemic is, is driving consumers online and so you, it's really important to have that online presence, a good online presence. So again, Google yourself and have a look at what customers see have a, a quick and easy way to be able to transact with you. And, and again, in your case, you've put the Storby platform in and now there's actually the opportunity to actually market that to your customers because, again, as you're aware, if, if you don't do it, someone else in the pharmacy space will do yeah, it. And at the end of the day, the interaction between online and bricks and mortar is about delivering a, a better customer experience and that was yes. our, our goal and in developing that so it's an extension of your brand and you know, it's not necessarily about you know getting lots and lots of online sales because that that wasn't our goal because when we're never going to compete with the the bigger online sellers but for our customers it was about you know starting that journey and and giving them a better customer experience and maybe picking up some new customers or along the way as well yeah, oh, absolutely. So, so again, making sure that you've got the service there, so that your existing customers don't go go elsewhere. You can look after them from this um, click and collect and click and deliver perspective. Correct. Cool. Yeah. All right, um, Richard. The other thing we mentioned in your notes, and I have heard of this platform before, that you're wrapping up into your auto magic tech is the deputy rostering and timesheet platform. And again, yep. I, I'm pretty sure there's a few pharmacy businesses out there use this or something similar. But talk to us about what that's done for your business. 
it certainly made life a lot more easy. People, I'm sure a lot of pharmacies probably use it these days, but prior to using Deputy, we were just using an, a, a basic spreadsheet. It was a, an online spreadsheet, so that did offer some benefits, but it still, in terms of you know redoing rosters, it, it was a little bit a little bit clunky and 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 hard to manage. So we we moved to Deputy, which just allows really simple copying of rosters. It manages your whole leave. You can even one of the greatest things I've found is the onboarding of of new staff. So I can just plug in their name, email, and phone, and click a button, and it actually sends out a onboarding request. So the the new staff member can just flick through on their phone, put in their tax file number. So you're meeting all your obligations. Yes. With yep. you know your IR obligations. Yeah. 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 So it does yeah. does all that stuff. Gathers their super, and they can put in their bank details. All those important things that you need. But it's like from my perspective, it's all locked in in one place, and it only takes a click of one button to to actually get that to to happen. Whereas before, there was a lot of to and you know, back and yes. forward and uh, what's your yep. bank number, what's your super. And <laughs> so this yep. has really made that so much easy, so much more easy. easy. So, yeah, yeah. And, and that obviously, apart from rostering and then timesheets, it obviously then links nicely into your accounting package as well. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So you can link it into your whatever platform, whether it's the MyOb or the Xero. So yeah, um, it can fully integrate into that. And yeah, it's just... It's just, you know, you can easily look on your phone to, to see your roster, see who's on on the day, and, and it obviously tracks the attendance as well, which is great. Good from that perspective. And, and again, for the listeners today, I'll, I'll include in the um, the podcast show notes the web links to all of these um, platforms that you're talking about. And I guess just as a bit of a wrap-up, because time's uh, running away on us, how's your experience been with the eScript introduction and rollout? It's been interesting. I mean, the, the token sort of brought to bear some of the shortfalls of the token system and in terms of you know i guess doctors are it's new for the doctors as well and they're you know some some of our experience has been that the customers are a little bit unsure like so maybe the in terms of actually managing it's like i've got this script here and then they click on it but you know they don't have internet and so they get you know, you can't access it or so there's been a few teething issues, but in general it's been quite smooth for, you know, the people that just on one or two medications. I think if you're on multiple medications, we're we're really looking forward to the rollout of the active script list because I think that's going to be far superior where the customer can just provide that consent via SMS and then you have full access to, to their full list of medications. I think that's going to be much better for people who are on, you know, say three or more medications. So you're not, not having to flick back through SMSs to, to find your, your correct token. Token, yeah. And, and look, I guess on that note too, and, and you know, from your perspective, who's driving the transition in your community? Is it is it you and your pharmacy team? Is it the doctors? Is it is it the customers it's a bit, Where's a bit the, of everything i mean we've i think we've certainly put put out to all our surgeries that 
you know, we have have that available, and I think pharmacies should be doing that. So that that that's pretty critical. But I think at the moment it's being driven by the by the prescribers, and they're like, oh, you know, we have this e-script now. Would you like that? But I I think you need to be careful. Make sure you're offering it to the correct to the correct type of patients. You don't want to be forced upon somebody that that really doesn't have enough understanding of, of how to manage that on their phone. So you do have to be careful. Whereas I think the active script list is going to be is going to be a lot simpler because you really just need to provide that initial consent and yes. then the pharmacist is actually is actually able to draw down the scripts from from the database which will which will be a lot easier I think than managing multiple tokens tokens and and again there's there's potentially a loyalty opportunity there I'm not talking a loyalty program but I'm just suggesting that if it's more likely that you as the pharmacist and your team are going to help your clients or your customers with that platform than potentially the doctor the doctor's done the consult uh, generated the script now hand off to the pharmacist so so again if a client or a customer was you know, a little uncomfortable or, or not confident with it, then then your you and your team are the ones that can actually help them manage that, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a, that's a good point. Like we've we've spent a little bit of time, you know, you dispense the script, you, you just make sure that they're aware. Okay, you'll get a text message back now that that's your next repeat. Don't delete it. You know, <laughs> if you yeah. lose it, it's gone. And you know, even something simple as that the phone number. You know, how about you create a contact? against that phone number so it's a little bit easier to to find next time next time yeah um so just simple things like that we are and and even for our own systems it's like well you know at the moment i mean as an independent pharmacy we are sort of creating our own policies and procedures i'm sure most of the big branded pharmacies have have all have people in the background thinking about this but it's even simple things like you know people going oh, i've got this script and handing you their phone now you don't really want to be touching somebody's phone in the in the current climate it's not yes. covid safe so you really need to think about and we've we've set up a, a station on the well, it was always there but we've now dedicated a station at the scripts in our calendar where you know, the customer can just scan QR code into the queue. Yes. And we're not sort of handling the phone as much as possible, but we're probably going to need to, you know, have at least two or three, and I'm sure there's pharmacies out there, busier pharmacies that would realise this, you'll need multiple points or even, you know, I was thinking about having a mobile solution so you can actually go out there with a cordless barcode scanner and scan the token that way yes and you know add scripts to the queue that way because it's a a massive change in workflow for pharmacies going from from script paper and basket to to digital queues yes yeah so that's going to be a big change in in workflow for pharmacies over the next uh, month years as, as this fully rolls out and paper starts to trail off yeah, and and look, yeah, certainly, as I said, the, this podcast series has been interesting from my perspective into the, the different people and experiences that you talk to. So uh, talking to Aaron D'Souza from the Guild eLink certainly highlighted that. And I'm recording another podcast this week with Marta Stabowski, a pharmacist, who some people will know worked with Willac and Pharmaceum for some point in time. 
fact, I understand she's from down your way, so you may even know her yourself. Richard. I do know Marsha. It's Tasmania after all. That's true. That's <laughs> she true. was a couple of years below me at, the, at UTAS. So, yeah. Yeah, so, there you so, go. So, again, I just love the way it all ties together. So, Richard, um, that's been really great to chat with you today. I've certainly enjoyed talking to you about a couple of different platforms that you're using in your pharmacy to help with efficiencies and customer service. You've highlighted a couple of things that I'd like to do a little bit more research on. And uh, if it's okay, we might have another chat in a couple of months' time about uh, where you're at. Yep, it'd be my pleasure. And thanks for having me, Scott. Uh, great stuff. Great to chat today. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, mate. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology focused podcast provided by Melbourne based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.